Welcome to the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast. Happy National Mentoring Month. I'm your host, Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Miami. And I am so pleased to have you all with us today. Again, January is National Mentoring Month. And today we are celebrating in a big way. And so coming up next on the show, we have a board member as well as a graduating little sister uh, who's also a Take Stock Scholar. More to come on that. Let's bring them in right now. Let's bring in our board member, Josh Prever, and we'll also bring in uh, our little sister, Anna Rodriguez. Here we go. Happy National Mentoring Month. It is so good to see a board member, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami, board member Josh Prever, and also uh, Anna Belen Rodriguez. How'd I do on the name, Anna? I don't even know what to say. I am super excited. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you for allowing me to be here. And, you know, I'm just happy. Oh, we're happy for you. Josh just left us for some reason. Josh, quit hitting buttons, brother. Bring that video back and unmute. We're going to get to you in just a minute. There we go. Go ahead and unmute, Josh Prever. Go ahead and unmute, my friend. There okay. we go. Good, good, good after. Good morning to you, Josh. Good morning. Good morning. So it's so good having you both. Uh, and again, welcome to the Game of Life. We are broadcasting live on YouTube and on the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami Facebook page as well. And I'm just pleased. Let me just by way of introduction, uh, welcome again, uh, incredible board member, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami, uh, Josh Prever, and our certainly a little sister and take stock scholar, Anna Belen Rodriguez. So Josh, let's start with, with you. Uh, as we talk about leadership, I like uh, our audience getting to know our guests. Tell us a little bit about your professional journey and what you do today. Sure. Um, thanks, Gail. It's, it's really a pleasure to be here and, and to highlight um, some of the great works that Take Stock and, and Big Brothers Big Sisters does. And to have someone like Anna on the program with us is, is fantastic. So my background, you know, I'm a first generation um, lawyer. Um, no one in my family, um, you know, had gone to uh, grad school sort of continuously, um, you know, from, uh, you know, high school to undergrad to, to graduate school. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I chose law school, which I call the, the great American babysitter in a lot of ways. Um, and so I, I went to law school and uh, became a litigator. Um, and I've been doing this now for, for 20 years. Um, I lived in D.C., uh, for about two years and the rest of my time I've been practicing here in in South Florida. Uh, I've been with some, <clears throat> pardon me, with uh, some big firms. Uh, currently I'm with uh, Holland and Knight, which has about 1,400 lawyers throughout the world. Uh, it's an incredible organization and I'm resident uh, in their Fort Lauderdale office um, and also work quite a bit in their Miami office. Well, and Josh, let me just ask you this. And uh, as you well know, uh, and as we think about partnerships, collaborations, this thing went to another level. In June of 2018, and we want to make sure, and in this particular podcast during National Mentoring Month, to really educate all of our listeners to, and inform our listeners that in June of 2018, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami became the lead agency for Take Stock in Children, the My Take Stock in Children Miami, the Miami affiliate. And it could not have been a better partnership, a better collaboration. And now Josh as a board member, and you certainly serve on a leadership council of Take Stock and Children as well. But now as a board member, how does this combination of mentoring and scholarships 
Why is it so important to have that as part of our continuing education portfolio? So in, in my perspective, it's, it's almost like chocolate and peanut butter. They just go really well together. Um, and so, you know, the, the whole concept behind Big Brothers, Big Sisters is to make sure that um, there is the availability of people who could provide the younger generation with guidance when they have questions, um, they could bring it to them. And they have someone who is other than a parent or a guardian, um, sometimes that they could bring a different perspective. Uh, and because you're not there day in, day out, you know, I have a 15, now 16 year old daughter, you know, I could tell her something um, and, you know, her eyes will start, you know, here and then roll all the way back into her head. And somebody will say the same exact thing a few days later um, and she'll take it as the, the gospel. Um, and, you know, for me, I've learned over time that I have to say, and I have to say, hey, I just told you that two or three days ago, and now I just let her go ahead and run with it. And it's the same advice I would have given and in fact did give, um, and now she's embraced it. Um, for Take Stock, what we do is we take that mentoring and we kind of put it on steroids because we complement it with um, scholarships that are available to Take, uh, take Stock and Children's Scholars. And we're able to give them both two-year or four-year um, uh, state college uh, for Florida tuition. So that way, all of the great skills that they've been able to learn through their mentors uh, during high school, now they're able to go ahead and go to college, um, you know, free of cost on the tuition side. Um, and then they've built up this wonderful program so that way we don't abandon them and leave them in high school. We continue that mentoring and support um, as they enter into college in various different levels. And so it's, you know, I started off by saying it's, you know, chocolate and peanut butter, two of my greatest, you know, flavor combinations in the world, you know, and now you've got that with big brothers, big sisters and take stock and children, um, really being able to, to take it to the next level of, of not just go ahead and keeping and staying with them in, in high school and, and younger, um, but going all the way through the college level. And I'm, I'm glad to see that Anna is nodding her head um, because it's, it's really, I mean, it really is about making sure that the kids have the best options possible. And Josh, you just, I tell you what, after this show, there is no doubt that I'm getting a Reese's peanut butter cup because you've <laughs> mentioned that twice. And again, mentorship plus scholarship equals success. Uh, and yeah. Reese's, if you're listening, hey, uh, we, can, we can work on a partnership for scholarships and mentorship as well. Just saying, speaking of success, my, my, my. I was talking to Marianne Weiss, our VP of Continuing Education, and she appropriately called Anna Belen Rodriguez our golden child. So let's start about getting to know you, Anna. Uh, and we're so proud of you, little sis. Uh, tell you. us your story as you immigrated here from Cuba? Well, it's it's a little bit of a complicated story. Um, well, we arrived with my family, well, my parents, um, when I was 15 years old, that was around four years ago. And it's not like I was three. I, was, I already had my own like life. I knew what I liked. I knew what I, like I was raised already in another country. So it was a little bit of complicated um, situation once I started a new uh, school. I didn't know much English. Um, I didn't know how the system worked. It was completely different compared to Cuba. So it was a whole new um, life. 
my parents, they had to adapt. We were living in our uncle's house. So thank God that he provided uh, that for us um, because not everybody, not all immigrant families have that possibility of having a shelter, uh, someone there to provide a, you know, help. And, you know, it was just um, many, many new experiences, a whole new adventure, um, new friends, uh, new people, getting to know how it worked, the vaccines. I remember I went to get 12 vaccines one day just because I had to start school two days after. And it was just crazy because, you know, we had family members that were there. We had family members that were like, hey, I know you don't know this, but you need this. And, you know, that was just amazing. And it was a lot of struggle. We're still, you know, trying to improve, of course, but, you know, it, we're there. And speaking of that, and what high school did you end up going to? Right. So I started going to uh, uh, Miami Southridge. That was my first high school. I went there for ninth grade. Um, you know, I didn't know much. It was a huge school for me. Uh, 3,000 students, 5,000 students. I don't even remember. Uh, it was full of people. There was never enough time to know so many people. And, you know, it was kind of difficult for me because, as like I said, everything was in English. And um, I was able to meet groups of students, mostly Hispanics, because I was able to be more comfortable with them, of course. Um, but once I started learning, I was able to ask uh, more English questions and I was able to know more American or, you know, like different culture students. And I was able to get more integrated in the in the society. And as well as, you know, my I remember my first quarter, I got like two B's and all of the other rooms were, were A's. And I was like, why, why, whatever. And I, I, I the moment I didn't realize how great that was. You know, at the moment, I didn't realize that, you know, I just came, like, I just came from Cuba. It's not that bad, you know, and it's just, like, myself, since I was from Cuba, I still had that, that view of mine that, you know, like, I can do so much better. I can do so much, you know, I can do good. So, but Southridge prepared me uh, for the beginning, and then I was able to move to Color Bay Senior High School in 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, which was more of uh, an elevated academical student, uh, uh, school, sorry. It's more of an academic, uh, you know, the high Southridge was more of a, a sports school. And there I was able to learn and grow more as a, let's say not a professional, but a student. I was able to get more high my college classes and stuff like that. So I believe, uh, Southridge prepared me and then Color Base in your high was able to to put me strong as a student to know what I wanted. And let's stay there for a minute. So when you went to Cutler Bay, you then became a part of our school to work program. You were matched at the Miami Seaquarium. Tell us Correct. about that experience. Correct. So, well, I became part, part of Take Stock and Children in Southridge. That's right. Correct. I became in, in part in Southridge. I remember my advisor told me, hey, I have this program, whatever. And I was so excited. I was like, yeah, let's go. So I applied, whatever. And then I was able to move that program in Color Bay. And I became part of the school to work program when I was in 10th, 10th grade. Um, I was, that's when I became part of Big Brothers Big Sisters. And I was really excited because I was like, oh, I already have a mentor, but I'm going to have a second mentor. And I want to have so much, so so much opportunities. It, it was just amazing because 
I had my own uh, business marketing uh, mentor. Like I had my my own advice, <clears throat> excuse me, for everything that I wanted to know. Like it was just, it was really good. It was really good. And it was just amazing to have that one-to-one connection with one person that knows exactly where you want to go. So, and it's not so much about being part of the school to work program. It was about everything else that came with it. It was about the emails, the invitations, the, the, Hey, uh, you can participate in this, the, Hey, this is a really great program. You should, you should, you should look into it or, Hey, can you participate in our, in our workshop or, you know, like there's just so much that I don't even know where to start. Well, let Josh check this out. This young lady because, gets involved with Take Stock and Children uh, at Southridge High School. Then she's now duly enrolled when she's at Cutler Bay High School. So mentorship and scholarship uh, p- potential and opportunity uh, as a freshman. And now in a, a little sister in the school to work program. So now, ladies and gentlemen, and Josh, watch this. Anna Belen Rodriguez. I'm giving you your full. I'm giving you a full name because I just like saying it. Oh my God. Tell uh, tell America, tell the world. How well did you do academically? And please be specific. I know you're very <laughs> humble. And you're a little a, a little girl, a young lady, because you're in high school, immigrating from Cuba, learning the language. Let's put this in perspective. You got to be, and you're like, okay, B does not stand for bad. B is pretty good uh, academically, but you recognize that. So with the, with the take stock investment, with being a little sister, having that encouragement, tell us how well you did academically. Wow. Like I said, uh, I don't even know where to start. Having a mentor meant so much to me, so much, especially because I was new to the country and having a mentor meant, hey, this is the best, this is the best thing you should do. You should take these classes first. You should do this, whatever. You know, I received so much information and it's not only about the opportunities they offer you. It's about you taking advantage of those opportunities because a mentor can only do so much. You can, you have to do the rest of the work, which is, hey, I'm going to send you an email with the information about the scholarship. I think you should apply. It's really important. It's it's really nice. Like they take into consideration big brothers and sister students. And it's your work to do it. It's your job to be like, wow, this is good. You know, well, let's just get to the point. Part, by being part of Big Brother Sisters and Take Stock and Children, um, you know, I was able to apply to many scholarships. And I was able to not only finish my high school, because I'm now in college, finish my high school with uh, straight A's. That's just me personally, because, you know, I'm like... <laughs> But, you know, B's are great. Um, A's are better. But, yeah, <laughs> but B's are great. Um, you know, I was able to to become a scholar for multiple scholarships. Thank God. And thank every, you know, every one of you, especially, let's say, the Lottie, the Lottie Brenner Scholarship, which meant so much to me. Thank you so much to Miriam and Nada and Marianne and, and Mr. Uh, Gail, everybody. You know, I was able to become part of that scholarship, which has a really nice story. And, you know, I know like the persons that that are directing it, they they know my story as well. And they know that they connect with me. And that's just amazing. Um, 
I also, I'm also a scholar for the Five Miller Scholarship, take by, by Big Brothers with Sisters. I'm also a scholar for, well, Florida Prepaid Plan by Take Stock in Children and uh, One Pulse Foundation uh, Scholarship as well, the Templeton Scholarship, um, Girls on the Rise Scholarship. Um, we only have so much time now. And uh, <laughs> gosh, I mean, my goodness. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So here's no, question. I mean, that's, that's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, I mean, that's it. You know, I, I think, Anna, the point that you made is that, that you could sort of, you could be presented with the opportunities um, and told of, you know, the great things that are available, but without the, the grit and the drive um, you know, that you and, and, you know, thankfully, you know, others, um, you know, have, you know, it, those opportunities, you know, just kind of lay there on the shelf. Um, sure. But it's through that hard work that, you know, you're able to do something with it. Um, and, you know, just the fact that you were able to rattle off all of those organizations that, you know, recognized all of the incredible and hard work that you did. I mean, that, that's proof in the pudding right there. It shows that the program works um, and it's, it's just a beautiful thing to hear. And Josh, thank you for that. And let, let's just, let's pause for a minute. What was your GPA when you graduated from high school? Give me that GPA. <laughs> well, it was a, it was a 4.89 something. I don't know. Yeah, 8.92. Okay. It's pretty high. Go. It's pretty high to my perspective. You I had know. other students in the class that were higher than that. But I was so happy with my GPA. <laughs> Immigrated from Cuba as a young lady, learning the language. You graduated in your top what? You were in the top five of your graduating class. Is yes. that correct? Yes. I've done some research on you, Anna Belen Rodriguez. I know <laughs> the answer to these questions. So I appreciate your humility. But we are showing the power of mentorship and scholarship here with Josh Trevor, board member, an incredible Take Stock scholar, a, a little sister that's doing big things, Lori Brenner, scholarship recipient, Florida prepaid scholarship recipient, Five Millers scholarship, soak it all up, little sis, Five Millers scholarship recipient, and a Templeton scholar, just to name a few. So let me just pause and thank all those incredible people. You called out Miriam and Nada. They're listening right now live. Shout out, mwah, much love to Miriam, Nada, and the entire Lori Benner Scholarship uh, Committee <laughs> doing their thing, investing in our future. And I just want to say, uh, Anna, when we think about that significant investment from Take Stock in Children, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and a host of other uh, philanthropists, if you will, what does that educational investment mean to you and your family? Wow, um, it meant it meant so much. It meant the opportunity to hey, you can you can do what you came here for. You you I know you came here to become to be better to to improve society in the society to improve economically, and here this is the opportunity for you to do all of that all of your dreams. Here it is. My my parents have always been there. My parents have always always been there for me. And even if I didn't, if I wasn't able to acquire these uh, scholarships, this this amazing mentorship, whatever, they will they will be they will do whatever it took for me to to improve, to, for me to succeed to succeed. But having your this organization, those people that are still there for me, 
it just means so much. It means, hey, we believe in what you're doing. We believe that you can do so much with this. That's why I'm giving it to you. And, it, you know, I'm so grateful. I was thinking like two days ago after a after few years, hey, I, have to th I have to thank these people. I have to email them. I have to be like, hey, I, I think about you. I, I remember. I remember what you did for me. I remember what you're doing for me. So, you know, it just means, it just means so much. It means that I, I am going to be able to do what I want to do. That's beautiful. And Josh, as you hear Anna's story, as you sit here as, a, as one of our leaders, one of our uh, board members, and we have a special shout out to all the Big Brothers, Big Chosen Miami board members who are listening, many of whom are listening today. Your leadership, your support, uh, is, your generosity is, is priceless to us. Uh, and, but Josh, as you hear Anna's story, and as you think about uh, all the talent uh, that we have here uh, with students like, uh, like Anna, uh, what's your message to any and everyone that's listening, Josh, about the importance of post-secondary support as well as mentoring? You know, it, it's it's one of those things where when we get to hear directly from students like Anna, um, that really gives us the perspective. Um, you know, around this time last year, which was a very different world than we live in right now, um, you know, I had the opportunity to go to Tallahassee um, and lobby on behalf of uh, Take Stock and Children um, and Big Brothers Big Sisters, meet with some of the local representatives in South Florida, um, but also to hear the story of about a dozen students <clears throat> who were, you know, had, had finished and not finished, but had, had gone further down their journey than Anna has. They had just finished college um, and they were entering into a Take Stock uh, in Children leadership program um, that brought them into um, the post-secondary environment. These were people who were JAG officers, um, you know, uh, lawyers within the military, people who were um, going into residency for uh, being doctors, um, all of which were students that were take stock children um, all throughout the state of Florida, because this is a statewide program and we're blessed to have it within our local community. Um, in Miami-Dade, but to, to hear their stories gives you the energy to do for the next group. So for the people, Anna, who are, you know, five years your junior, um, you know, it gives people like me um, the opportunity to sort of re-energize and reinvigorate ourselves. And the fact that, you know, you have the foresight, which I did not have when I was your age, like, oh, wow, I need to send a thank you letter. I need to call the person who supported me. Those little things, um, they build relationships. They, they reinvigorate. So that way the next generation gets the same type of support that you do. So that's what mentorship does. It, it pays it back. It pays it forward. Um, and it, it really is kind of a circle. Um, and so in the post-secondary universe, um, you know, as you're going on to, to college and grad school and you're, you're going into the world, you know, my hope, Gail's hope um, and the organization's hope is that, you know, you pay it forward um, and that you, you reach out and that you, you help those that need it. And I, I could already tell that that's something that's going to, you know, that you're going to do. And speaking of paying it forward and Anna, we're going to end with you as appropriate. 
Uh, and Josh, thank you for what you just said. It is so, uh, I echo Josh's sentiments, uh, Anna. Uh, and you were in high demand. Not only did, we, did you receive a, a plurality of scholarships, but uh, based on my research, and you correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, I got some pretty good sources around these parts, uh, you were accepted to Penn Law. Is that correct? Yes, that yeah. is correct. Incredible. Uh, so just to, so everybody understands, as Josh mentioned, the caliber and the talent and the potential of all these young people. Uh, and, but Anna, you chose Florida International University to study law. Tell us why. Well, okay. Uh, Penn State um, has accepted me. That's, you know, an amazing uh, school. And it meant so much to me that I got accepted into Penn State. I got accepted into other schools, but Florida International University was another option for me. You know, uh, regardless of the scholarship, uh, the scholarships I had, I have to say that Florida International University is an amazing school. Yes. You know, Florida International University um, provides an amazing law program. And right now I, I'm not able to fully have the whole thing that it offers just because of the pandemic. But the, one of the main reasons I chose uh, Florida International University, it was not only because it was an amazing school, it was because I also have a scholarship that pays full tuition for a Florida, a Florida school. And I decided that Florida International University was that one school. Penn State is an amazing school. It represents so much to me that I got accepted into it. However, you know, I had to take advantage of the things that I was able to earn. And those things offered me the opportunity to have a whole, a whole trip in the university paid for with everything. So I decided that for International University, besides being an amazing school, was the, the path that I should have taken rather than other university offered to me. Well, you're being a good steward of the investment made in you to get the most bang for your buck, as they say. And Anna, uh, we are just so proud of you on behalf of Josh, uh, our board member, on behalf of the entire Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami board and all the other littles and bigs and take stock family, because we are one big mentoring family. Mentorship plus scholarship equals citizenship. And as I'm Josh said- Peanut butter, something. Peanut butter, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not as, I'm yeah. not as articulate as Josh when it comes to yeah. some <laughs> peanut butter. So we, we give you a big Reese's hug, Anna Belen Rodriguez. <laughs> Thank so you. Thank you. Sis, keep on keeping on. You are already paying us back, and it will only get better, just like peanut butter. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Josh Preber, Anna Belen Rodriguez. Have a great weekend. Happy National Mentoring Month. If you want to get involved, uh, to become a big, to become a Take Stops uh, mentor, to get involved, bbbsmiami.org. We have a team ready to help you, bbbsmiami.org. Josh, Anna, all the best to you. Thanks for joining me today. Bye. Thank you Thanks so much everybody. for the opportunity. My Thanks pleasure. for sharing your story, Anna. Thank you. Wow. What a way to kick it off. Uh, we have two more segments today. I hope you hang with us. We're not going all day like we did on Juneteenth. Uh, I need a break every now and then. But today, uh, we have three segments. You saw what we do. What we do is mentoring. Uh, we match kids. We invest in scholarships. What we achieve 
is what Anna Boleyn Rodriguez just showed us. A little sister, a take stock scholar that's going to the next level. Our next guest coming up in just a minute uh, is a new school to work partner and an alumni big sister. Give me 30 seconds, I'll be right back. Coming up next, from Egon Zetner, an alumni big sister, Carolyn Lombardi, coming up next on the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast. We are back, and we will get our next guest admitted uh, right now. Let me go ahead and scan over here and make sure uh, that she is with us. We have the one and only Carolyn Lombardi. Let's see. We'll get her here right now. Let's go to work. Hi, Gail. Hey, how are you? Now, Good. quick question. Carolyn or Caroline? You've been called both of them. I <laughs> Caroline. Carol uh, sweet Caroline. Thank you. That's, um, you can um, yeah, you could sing it. <laughs> you've heard that too. So alumni big sister Caroline Lombardi. Uh, and now Egon Zender. Did I get that yeah. right or Zender? That's right, Zender. Egon Zender. All right. I want to make sure I get our pronunciation. With a name like Gail, I've been called Gary, Glenn, Dale, you name it. So Caroline, I want to make sure we get everything right. Thank you for being with us today, Caroline. Thank you for having me. It is an absolute pleasure. I reached out to a a mutual friend, Linda Cole at the Carnival Foundation this morning and said, guess who I have as a guest on the Game of Life Community Conversation podcast. And she's tuning in right now. And maybe some of your former colleagues over Carnival as well. So let's start by just talking about you and where you grew up uh, and maybe who mentored you along the way, Caroline. Sure. So I was born and raised in Chicago. So I'm one of those Miami transplants. Um, In terms of who mentored me, I I, I look at it two different ways. I think it started with me at home and that I had two parents who both worked and worked very hard and kind of instilled that that value of you know determination and grit and the importance of leveraging your talents and skills to do something in the world. So definitely that was a great start. And then when I was at the University of Miami, I was given a chance to have my first formal mentor, although I, I wished I could have had one earlier in life. Um, she was a tremendous influence on me. Um, came from a different background uh, from my family, had her own business and consulting, was serving on several public boards. And she, she brought me under her wing and kind of showed me what it looked like to do these really big executive things and actually took me into a boardroom to show me what happened in these you know, meetings that people always wonder what, what's happening and made it um, you know, more real. And uh, it, it felt like something maybe one day I could do. And she certainly pushed me uh, to be my best, no matter what, even, even, um, you know, when it came to, to business school, when other people said, you know, Caroline, you don't look like the typical Harvard business school candidate. You know, you, you had a small job at a, in marketing, you're not an investment banker, you look different. Um, and she said, well, you know, what are they talking about? Don't listen to them, go for it. And, and because of that champion support kind of outside the home, beyond just your parents who have to love you and support you, um, that perspective was really meaningful. 
And with that in mind, I mean, just think about that. And so even with, you know, sometimes there's biases and you don't look like the typical, mm -hmm. uh, I'm so glad through mentorship, you're able to rise above that. Yeah. Uh, and so from an educational standpoint, go ahead and share your educational credentials, Caroline. Sure. So, uh, so my undergrad was University of Miami. Um, I also, yes, the U. Um, and, and before that, I had a great public school education in Chicago, which I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, and then I went on to Harvard Business School, um, which was a you know, tremendous opportunity. And, um, and what I would say about, about that, I do think, and my mentor suggested this, there's an element of luck to everything. So while people were saying, you know, you don't, you don't look like the right candidate, you don't fit that profile of people who usually get in, um, you know what? I mean, sometimes it's not about the, the absolute smartest people in the world who get into Harvard. It's about a little bit of luck and, and uh, you know, it's a, it was a very humbling experience, but a great one. That's awesome. And just a message to all the littles, the bigs, and anyone that's listening, uh, when someone says you can't just keep keep on moving uh, and when I don't say moving away, but you, you follow your dreams, you follow your potential. And I'm so glad you listened to your mentor uh, because that mentor just, uh, just gave you that extra confidence to boost uh, just to be all that you can be. And yeah. speaking of mentorship. Uh, and so we're going to talk about the incredible, exciting new partnership with Egon Zender. Uh, but I want to talk about your mentoring experience at yeah. Carnival. You're yeah. an alumni big sister. We just had a little sister uh, on the first segment of the show. I don't know if you had a chance to tune in or right. not, but that little sister uh, graduated and she's now at FIU, go, go, go Golden Panthers, uh, and she received some scholarships. Your little sister. And I want to steal the thunder. Tell us. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I mean, talk about a transformational experience. I really think it was a transformational experience for me more, more than her. Um, and through a great partnership between Carnival and Big Brothers and the great work of Linda Cole as a champion, um, I was inspired to, to become a, a big sister. And I met, met my little sister as a freshman, a shy um, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but shy, kind of awkward freshman, right? She didn't know, a little nervous, um, really didn't know what this was all about. Clearly, she didn't feel, she felt kind of a fish out of water. She's in this corporate environment. Everybody's a lot older. Everybody's dressed up. There's a lot going on. It's Carnival Cruise Line. There's big cruise ships, big fancy things, you know, in our office. And her her roots were really different from mine. So, and you know, it was, she shared with me the story of, of her mom coming from Nicaragua as a single mother who also worked very hard like my mom, uh, but no one in her family had gone to college. And that, that was kind of a question mark for her. You know, will I, will I be able to make it? Will I be able to afford it? And she had always wanted to, she had these dreams of maybe leaving Miami, but as she told me those early days, well, that's not really a path for me. I know that's not possible. It's just a pipe dream. And, and over the four years that we got to know each other, uh, it was just remarkable. Uh, we had conversations that ranged, you know, from academic to personal to fun. I mean, we were playing Scrabble. We were getting ice cream on the weekends, talking just about, about life um, highlighting to her the many possibilities out there that felt without, you know, too far away with, you know, not within reach. Um, and so one of the things 
that I, I pushed her to consider is find a way. If you want to leave Miami, let's talk about how we can make that happen. Let's work on that plan. Let's look up the financial aid programs, the scholarships. You're a great student. Let's not let that stop you. Um, and through that, she just took off um, incredibly determined um, ended up going to college in Chicago at Columbia College. So, well, initially she thought, I'm just going to be in Miami. I might just have a, you know, I'm not sure what I'll do, a local job. I might not go to college. She went off to get her degree in fashion merchandising in Chicago and um, had a couple jobs after school working for some big fashion houses in Chicago. So really exciting. And she shined and you know, and, and I got to know her mother as well and the family, and they were so proud of her and so happy for what she'd become. Um, you know, she saved up money to fly her family to Chicago for the very first time to, to see it. Um, and then, you know, as the story goes in our, our, our wild world, when COVID hit and the fashion industry got, got really, really damaged, she was laid off as kind of a newer hire and she called me up um, and she said, Caroline, I, I need to talk to you. And I thought, okay, now I'm, my current career is an executive search. I need to laser focus. I need to help her. And that's not what she was calling me for. She said, you know, here's what's happened. I've, I've been laid off. I'm not going to sit around and feel sorry for, for myself. I know that I'm in charge of me. And so I have enlisted in the Navy. And so she, she is part of the Navy, U.S. Navy, and she is, it's absolutely amazing. And again, you know, similar, what we talked about was she doesn't look like what people would expect for someone who goes into the Navy, but she didn't let that stop her. Hmm. So despite what people said, you know, people may pass off their own judgment. Oh, you're not really cut out for the Navy, you? I mean, uh, Here's this girl from fashion merchandising, very stylish, um, you know, circulating with people in Chicago and New York and fashion. And now she's going to serve our country hmm. um, and she is completely committed. And I, I could not be prouder of her. And it's a relationship that will extend well beyond the formalities of, of the program of your program. So it's I just got to catch remarkable. my breath. <laughs> scholarship recipient as well. She was. So let's put that in perspective. Here's our big sister, Caroline, who was told you don't fit the typical profile, if you will, for Harvard Business School. Yeah. You rise above, do your thing. Uh, and you're from Chicago. Your little sister, immigrant <laughs> funny. Ragua, uh, shy, quote unquote, a little awkward. Four years of mentoring in the Carnival Scholarship and Mentoring Program. You right by her side. She graduates, goes to Chicago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, my it's a flip. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And now she's keeping us all safe. You were in her corner. Now she's protecting our country. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't get today, Happy National Mentoring Month. <laughs> if you don't get right now how important it is for corporations and individuals to invest in mentoring. Just look, look no further than Exhibit A. Wow. We're going to call that, we'll call you guys the, the Windy City Match. <laughs> I love it. I should have my own podcast one day. Who knows? I love it. I love it. <laughs> now let's talk about what you're doing now. Sure. Obviously, uh, no longer a carnival, but tell me about the company you work for now, what you all do and what your role is. Sure. So it's a, a funny sounding name for people. It's, we're called Egon Zender. 
And we are a global leadership advisory firm. So we do we do executive search. So we place CEOs and other uh, kind of vice president and above levels. We place board members of public and private companies, and then we do we do executive development. So this is the coaching and and mentoring of our executives. The belief we hold as a firm is is really that. Uh, we believe in transformational leadership and we are in this for the long run. So we, we seek to build relationships with executives that last beyond just one transaction. We really want to follow our, our candidates and our clients through different experiences in their, in their lives and their journeys and be there to help them. Um, and one of the things that really ties to, you know, wh- why is this a fit Um Part of our secret sauce as a firm is the way that we we assess leadership with a, with our assessment model. We look, among other things, for potential. And you know, there's one thing to look at what somebody's done, where they've come from. Um, you know, tell me exactly what you've done so far. It's another thing to say where could he go with the right resources. And so at the executive level, we're looking for things like curiosity, insight, engagement, and determination. And I think these are all really important things for today's youth as well. Um, There is so much potential and unlocking that is what I think Big Brothers is about. So, you know, it felt like a, a really natural fit for our companies. Incredible. And having said that, based on your incredible experience, you know, as a big sister at Carnival, uh, and now with Egon Zender, uh, and with what you all are doing with unlocking potential in a corporate side, there's a new school to work partnership. It's National Mentoring Month. Mm-hmm. I wanted to use this opportunity uh, to, with you to announce a new partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami, Miami, and Egon Zender. Go ahead, tell us what we're about to do together. We are so thrilled. So we are launching our partnership and we are bringing together bigs from Egon Zender. We're a global firm and we're really looking forward to to scaling this as an organization. And we'll be matching up with Littles to start in in the Miami area. And, you know, we think it's just a, a tremendous opportunity to take some of the skills we've been given as bigs in our professional lives and guiding and coaching and developing these executives and dial it back and say, well, what about if we step a few steps back and, and do this with kids and help kids see all the possibilities and help them be their very best and help them believe in themselves to have you know, a confidence in their potential and the confidence to go for things when people say, you know, I don't think you're quite right. You don't, you don't, you know, look right. You don't seem seem like the right fit. Um, and, and one thing as a, as a firm we believe and we see over and over again is we talk to the biggest executives of the biggest companies, you know, publicly traded, you know, real, real celebrities of sorts in the executive world, no great leader has small dreams. And I think instilling that in kids and saying, you know, you have to dream big to get there. If you, if you can't even envision they're there, you know, you you're limiting yourself. Um, so we just cannot wait to, to build these relationships and, and hopefully have impact and on our community and, and more broadly. I want to just thank you on behalf of our board, on behalf of me and my staff here. Thank you for your incredible 
uh, leadership as a big sister, first and foremost, mm -hmm. as an individual, as a big sister. Uh, and now uh, in, in this next chapter in your life to remember the impact. And I remember when you emailed me, <laughs> I had such a powerful experience. Uh, I think you had reached out to Linda as well. I want to do, I need to do this with my new firm. And yeah. so thank you for not only the support, but the, the individuals that will uh, be incredible bigs, just like you are, you know, as well. Let me just take a step back. Let's talk about your little sister one more time. Sure. We, I don't think we called her name. What's your little sister or your, your alumni little sister from Carnival's name? Karen Ortega. Yes. Yes. So, and where is she, where is she now physically? Is she still in the States or is she, and if you can't share this based on, you know, military intelligence, I certainly understand. Where she, is she now? She, I think is in Chicago, unless wow. she's on, in transit to Chicago right now. She was back in Miami for a little bit, um, but, but being based in Chicago. Incredible. So I'm just thinking about, I just, as I, we think about this mentorship and the new school to work partnership, we're so excited to launch uh, with Egon Zender. Uh, as we think about Karen uh, and what she has done, uh, did you get a chance to see any of her? Was she in the fashion show? She was, uh, what, what was her role in terms of this fashion and is the business side? Tell us a little bit more about that because that's fascinating. Sure. So, so the, so really the business side of fashion. So merchandising and working with retail to figure out what to buy, how to display it, how to price it. Um, and, you know, I think it was, I, I saw her shine. I saw her, her light up, find a way to use her creativity and her, her care and kind of bring humanity into fashion. Again, an industry that you know, maybe people would assume doesn't have a lot of humanity. She is, she has the, Karen has the biggest heart of anyone I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I'm reflecting on, you just thanked me for the partnership and I'm thinking here, why are you thanking me? And, and I want people to know that I want to thank you because it really is, I believe the bigs get more out of this than anybody. It is, um, it is humbling. It is grounding. It is, uh, really thought provoking as a, as a, professional and a personal level to think about how, how what can feel like small conversations um, build and build and lead to this impact in someone's life. Um, it, it's, it has wildly surprised me how close Karen and I have become um, and how convinced I am that we will, you know, we'll never leave each other's side. I mean, we, We've been writing each other. She's got this really official government address. My kids are sending her pictures and she's sending notes back to them. And to me, um, you know, it's, it's a gift to be part of this program and to, you know, have someone let you into their life in a really personal way and, and show you some things that, you know, sometimes are difficult to see where, where people's backgrounds have been more challenging. Um, it's, it's real. This is, this is real life. Um, and it's a privilege to have someone let you in and, and, you know, help guide them. And when you think about that, and I'm so glad you went there for those of you that uh, are thinking about becoming a big, or you see this as, let me come in and fix a kid. Karen did not need fixing. The potential was already there. Our mission, and you've alluded to it so many times. I got to take you on a road with me, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and you know, the mission of Big Brothers Big Sisters is to ignite the power and promise of our youth. Not to fix kids, because they're not broken. 
They need our love and support and consistency. Mm -hmm. And what you mentioned, but when people say to me all the time and to the staff and to our board, I signed up to be a big, I'm getting more out of it. So when one person mentors, two lives are changed forever. And it is so, so heartwarming. It never gets old for me to hear. It's just like great jazz music for me. When I hear a big say to me, we are staying in touch. We will never leave each other's side. That's exactly why we come to work every day, Karen. And for you to talk about your kids. Now, your kids are <laughs> to your little, so you guys are family. Is that safe? Well, she has been with me. You know, it's funny because she also was with me before I had kids. Um, wasn't sure I was going to have kids. The next thing you know, I have two children. She even babysat for them at a certain point. Um, they adore her. They ask about her. Um, can't wait to get her letters. So it's... Um, you know, I never anticipated in a million years this program would run so deep in me personally and extend in my family. So mentoring is yeah. family. As we think about this new partnership in school to work, uh, and as we think about the impact of mentoring, what are some of the goals you have for this new school to work partnership? You've seen it mm-hmm. personally, you've been a part of yeah. it while at Carnival. And just, and we're going to work together on this. Obviously, this is a team. This is a partnership. No two matches are alike. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, but what are some, as you think about what we're about to do together in the school to work context, what are some of your goals? Definitely getting kids to dream big and to, to give them a glimpse of possibilities. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, everyone defines success differently and, and in the, in the seats that we have on the executive search side, we see people who have been, you know, financially very successful. Doesn't mean that they're happy. Doesn't mean that that's the right path for everybody. And so being able to share some personal stories of what we see, um, what we see in market, what we hear, again, from some of the, you know, the big leaders out there, um, I think can, can illuminate um illuminate things for, for these kids. Um, I also think, you know, giving kids a chance to understand that there may be others with similar roots as theirs who've made it to the CEO level, if that's something that they want. Um, there is, there is no doubt that there is, there is an issue today with inequality in this country and, and a lack of diverse leadership. And so we as a firm want to do everything we can to provide a path and and to share as much knowledge as we can to make every kid successful in whatever way they want to be. Um, And so that to us is, is, you know, why, why we want to do this. We really want to inspire. We want to set kids on the path that they're meant to be on and let nothing get in their way, no matter what kind of background they're coming from, you know, whether or not they might have people telling them, no, you'll never make it that way. We want to help push all that out of the way and say, yes, you can. And here's examples of people who have done that. And here's how I'm going to help you get there. Bravo, bravo, bravo. And this it's companies like yours that make that commitment to equality and equity and diversity and inclusion. Because as we think about the future, and what you saw, remember when we would sit in that cafeteria over at Carnival, you'd look around and it's 110 uh, plus uh, bigs and littles total. And you saw America. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the based on not just race or ethnicity, the language is spoken. So here's your, here's Karen coming in as a freshman. I'm sure you can see that in your mind, walking in that cafeteria, yeah. you know, quiet, reserved, a little awkward. Uh, at what point do you think she broke through in terms of? And of course, it's a it's a journey, as we always say. Yeah. Mentoring is a journey. But when did that light bulb come on? You said, you know what? Look at this. Yeah. At what point do you think that occurred? You know, I think um, I think the first year is really about building the foundation of the relationship and getting the little to trust you. And that's that's not easy. As I looked around at other pairs, um, people come into it differently. Some take longer to open up with Karen. By that end of the first year, she had let her guard down. She trusted me. Um, we got deeper in the conversations. Um, we took it from kind of surface superficial workshoppy exercises to real life. What's really going on? What are you really feeling? Where are your fears? Uh, what do you really dream about? Um, so yeah, I think it comes in different speeds, but I think part of the recipe you have that works is, is keeping a, a pairing over time. So you're, you know, whether it's one year, two years, three years, ideally it's, the high school, entire high school time, I think is, you know, the ideal match to stay with them through the college application process, make sure they get over that hurdle. Um, cause, because life gets tough. And I think now more than ever, look at this, this year and the, the economic loss, a lot of families out of work, never expected to be suddenly college probably seems even farther away. Um, but with the right mentor and push and kind of illuminating, there are other ways that you may not have heard of yet. Let me, let me tell you about them. That's impact. No question. And you've answered this in so many different ways. Mm. But as, as you think about uh, what you've done with your yeah. investment of your time, yeah. now your family got bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, uh, so your two beautiful children, Karen, your little sister that's part of the family, uh, and for all individuals and all those businesses that are thinking about, well, I've heard about this mentoring thing. Uh, it's nice. Well, I submit to everyone, mentoring is not just nice. It's necessary. Uh, just see exhibit A, Karen Ortega. Absolutely. Period. So Absolutely. what's your message to everybody out there, Caroline? I'll let you get the last word. What's your message as it relates to mentoring and why it is so important? Do it. Put it in practice. Stop talking about it. Um, it's not, it's not just about throwing money at something. It is about leveraging your skills and talents to help people. Humans need each other. You know, money's great, but there is, there's nothing that replaces a human connection. The rewards on both side are incredibly more powerful than you can imagine. Um, from an employer side, what I, what I observed is a much greater community, even within our, our organization, those bigs, we were really connected and we looked at each other and we were proud of each other. You've taken time out of your really busy, hectic schedule at work, your hectic family life, and you're committing to this. It adds a new level of respect for each other and understanding. Um, and I, I do think it actually inspires loyalty as well, because these relationships with the littles are so deep that I, I could never have imagined leaving my employer in a time when I was getting my little through high school. So I think there is there is there are a lot of benefits that may not be obvious that bring an a employee 
community together and drive engagement and drive loyalty um, and, and make employees better listeners, more thoughtful, um, you know, and, and better humans in, in a corporate environment. What I love about that, and, uh, and I say this humbly, because oftentimes people look at the nonprofit, the community-based organization, they're coming and asking for something. Well, no, and what you just mentioned is the business case. Yeah. It's the value proposition. Uh, and we're, we're listening to a highly educated uh, big sister, highly educated Harvard grad saying, wait a minute, knock, knock businesses. You partner with big brothers, big sisters. You will not only enhance your workforce, increase loyalty, increase retention. So I guess the best thing for me to say is you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. That is the best thing you could say, truly. But I say that humbly and I say that in the spirit of partnership uh, and full of transparency, we can work together. And and guess what? The workforce of the future is being trained, exposed to the corporate culture. Absolutely. So as you all go through your executive searches and placements, I'm so pleased to not only partner with you all in the space of school to work, but also some of our alumni to maybe to go through your leadership training program as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that is the, the dream. There are a lot of big dreams we're not even talking about today. We'll make them happen. Well, Caroline, it has been such a pleasure uh, Thank you. to have you on the show to reconnect and to see uh, how well you're doing and to reach back and to enhance the lives of future Karen Ortegas, if you will, because there's some other little girls out there, other little boys out there who may have been told not just once or twice in their life, but maybe even at home, in the neighborhood, at their schools and whatever, wherever they uh, matriculate, that you just, you cannot do that. The answer, as you just heard from Big Sister Caroline, is yes, you can. Uh, and don't ever let anyone tell you you can't. So all the best to you, my dear. Happy Thank National so Mentoring Month. It Thank you. Right back at you. All right. Thank Take you. Care. Take Bye. care. Bye. What can I say? National Mentoring Month. I am on fire today. Here we are. Game of Life Mentoring Podcast, Community Conversation. Follow me on IG at Coach Gale 69. Follow us at BBBS Miami because guess what? We had Anna Belen Rodriguez, alumni little sister. We also had our alumni big sister, Caroline Lombardi, new school to work partner uh, that's providing support and matches. That's what I call a win-win. And so coming up, Uh, Coming up on the show, let me share this with you right now. Coming up next, let me work my magic here. We got something real special. We got something real special. Award-winning Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami. Uh, Award-winning, recently uh, given an award of uh, the Staff Person of the Year from the community, from the Children's Trust in our community. Ned Edwards, Community Engagement Specialist. And Michelle Pettyholm, I do that in that Creole. Uh, former Big Brothers Big Sister Miami staff and alumni little brother Sammy and a bonus we got Ishmael as well so let me bring these guys in in just a second so stand by let me bring them in and we will go to work stand by I think 
think I got it. Hold on. I can't hear you. There we go. I guess I'm unmuted. I'm trying to talk to you, Ishmael. I'm the host. I need to, I know better than that, my brother. So good to see you, Ishmael. I see we got Sammy on the line as well. I see we got the award-winning Ned Edwards <laughs> and my main man that I have not seen in a long time. And here we go. Some call you Mitch. I'm going to break it down. Michelle Pettihome. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, Mitch? I, I can't complain, brother. I'm doing fine. I can't complain. God has been good, you know? Oh, man. man. Thank God for that. I mean, you know what? You still got that baby face, too, brother. Do you? <laughs> hey, I thank God for it. Like I said, man, God has been good. 45, I'll be 46 at the end of this, uh, this month here. Is it the shea butter? Is it what? What? Just tell me what it is. Just put it in a bottle and bring it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you. Brothers, thank you. For being here today. I'm Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Miami. It is an absolute pleasure to look at this screen and to see, we've had on this show, you're the third and final segment. We had an alumni little sister who graduated, got some college scholarships doing her thing. We had an alumni big sister uh, that talked about how she impacted a little girl's life. And that little girl now not only went to college, got her degree, that little girl is now serving the United States Navy. That's how we roll in terms of impacting, impacting lives. And now with all of you, and I'm going to start with you, Mitch. Uh, you have impacted so many. I, I, I don't even know if you realize. I called you the mayor. You know, when I first I started here at Big Brothers in 2006, and every, everybody knows you, brother. I said, Mitch is like the mayor. Uh, and But I don't know if you just really, truly understand how much you've influenced and how much we appreciate what you have done. There would be no Ned without you, just to put that in perspective. I'll let Ned, I want to steal Ned's thunder on that. But Mitch, when did you start at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami? And tell everybody just the things you did while you were with us, brother. Uh, it started back in 2003. Uh, I used to work for an organization called the Nonviolence Project. And uh, what I did back in 1998 up to 2001 and two, we went to different schools and recreational centers and spoke to kids the importance of making right choices. So I would be the presenter, we would go to a school and fill the auditorium up and I would do a presentation. Uh, and I found a great success in that. But the thing is I want to have more interaction with the kids. I want to not just come in and talk for an hour and don't never see the kids again. I want to be part of something where I can interact with the kids. And then all of a sudden I went somewhere and there's a gentleman that used to work for Big Brothers Big Sisters. And he says to me, you know, uh, if you'd like to be part of Big Brothers Big Sisters, I'll be honest with you, I've never heard of Big Brothers Big you know, back in 2001. I said, yeah. He said, uh, you know, and he said, hey, come by the office and so on or whatever. And I went by there and met with Renee and so on. And then they told me, hey, look, you know, if you're interested, then we'll be glad to bring you on. So that's how I got involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters in 2003. 2003. And I came here in 2006. Now, when did you meet Ned? Ned, you came right after me or? No, I came... I started working for Big Brothers in 2005, and um, through Sabrina, Sabrina, I, I, Sabrina and I worked at the Village together, and then she started working at Big Brothers Big Sisters, and um, I saw her one day. It, it was just God. It, um, she said, "You, you want to work a part-time job? It's with kids." I'm like, "I don't know, you know. I, I, I never worked with kids, you know. I, I'm, you know, I was." Uh, in the beginning, well, the first four years of getting my life straight, 
know what I'm saying? And I never worked with kids. I don't have any, I didn't have any kids. And uh, she said, well, you know, it's a good job, you know, all they have to do is drive. So I said, okay. Okay, so um, I, uh, I had an interview with Renee and um, she explained to me what I'll be doing and who I'll be working with, which was you. And um, I still didn't meet you about a week. And once, once we started picking up kids, we met and instantly, instantly, I seen the passion that you had, Mitch, for these kids, you know? I mean, you know, as far as, I mean, we were, we were so into these kids as far as after school activities and we would play with them. Mitch would come, he would come from a business meeting or something with, with his church shoes on and everything. We'd still be playing football. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, an experience and um, it just rubbed off. It took a while, it took about a year, you know, and but it, it rubbed off that, that passion for kids, for the for his community, you know. And, uh, well, thank you for that. And I know, and, and you got Sam and Ishmael. Uh, and I wanna just hear from you two in terms of tell us your story. And you can be as real and raw as you can be, uh, family program, but tell us your story and some challenges that you faced uh, as well. So let's start with you, Sam. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, hey there, how you guys doing today? Doing well, yes. sir. Good to see you, Sam. So I don't really know where to really start. Uh, this be when I first started Big Brother Big Sister, I think it was Greg, and it was Miss Rubin, and Little River was still called the River. She put me a part of a Big Brother Big Sister because uh, just because I just came from a car wreck and I just didn't have that much friends. It just came from a had a, not just a bad upbringing, but I had a bad experience with a car wreck. So I was out of school for about three months. I, I broke my femur and I had to learn how to walk again. So I missed a lot of time. So she, just to get me back into school and get me back around, like, just, just getting into that environment was just, I don't know. This day is just something that I still look forward to. As I got older, I started mentoring myself. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, it was a great experience just all around. I learned how to swim for you guys. Like just, Simple stuff like that, like you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. It's so much. <laughs> it's so much. How old much. are you now, Sam? How old are you now? I'm 23. 23. And, uh, and so you were about what age? You were in elementary school when yes, you got sir. involved with us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I was still involved about middle school, not that much because I went to a Spirit and I, I stopped in contact with them. I got kicked out, believe it or not. I got kicked out of the Spirit and then I went back towards man. That's when Mitch grabbed me again <laughs> and then got back into my life. And I just had the experiences that, you know, just had male experiences, not boy experiences. I had a chance to really get in contact with men and have experiences that didn't give me in the wrong direction, if I can say it, you know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was a great experience. Like I said, it made me want to actually mentor kids when I got older. I actually Incredible. wanted to, and I actually went to mentor, uh, before I graduated from Cookman University, I actually mentored for I'm called Black Male College Explorers. And throughout that program, what we did was we mentored diverse youth in the community of Volusia County. And just throughout that, it just, just having that experience with you guys made me be able to just myself around them. That I don't have to sugarcoat stuff. I don't know that I don't have to lie to them. I can tell them how it is. And by that experience, we was able to go to so much different places, just like how you guys brought us to boards, fairs, we went to see different museums, and things of that nature. Same thing with. Uh, ML College Explorers. 
it's just like I said, it's just it's the experience. It steered me in the right way. It's, it really did. Let me hit the pause button for a minute, young brother, because I want I want people to understand what you just said. You grew up where? In Little Haiti? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Little Haiti. Uh, was it a challenge in the neighborhood? Were there some challenges in the neighborhood? That's an understatement. <laughs> I got you, brother. This, I mean, this, what, what were some of the challenges? Because I mean, some people need to be educated. What were some of the challenges? And Ishmael, you gonna come with? You gonna help me out too, young brother? Go ahead. What were some of the challenges? Yeah, it's it's too much different things. From I don't see people get killed. I don't see people. I've seen so much different things, man. I don't, I don't carry the homeboy who done got shot. I don't seen a young girl get shot in the head. Like I, I, I made a poem about that. I don't seen a young girl get shot in the head. I see so much different things. It's just but those experiences led me to know that's not what I wanted. If I didn't have people to tell me, show me what I didn't want, you know what I'm saying? Because if Mission didn't tell me this story, I wouldn't know that I didn't want to go down that. Path. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's, it's organic. It was a way for me to really be able to myself and also go down the right direction. Yes, sir. Now, you are now a college graduate. That's, you went over that real fast, but I want to bring that back. Because, <laughs> young brother, we are proud of you. You said Mitch grabbed you. Then Mitch sure. grabbed Ned, and Ned was probably harder to grab than you. Uh, so we won't deal with that right now. Uh, but, <laughs> but when you think about uh, what you have accomplished, tell us what you, you're a graduate of the Bethune-Cookman College. Is that correct? I graduated with a 3.0 GPA and bachelor's in psychology, and uh, I plan on going back for my master's with educational psychology, and then I want to become an attorney. Also, writing a book at writing a book at the moment, so it's it's a lot of things that I plan on doing. It's just just that's just college is just one step. It's just one step around my path. It's just a lot of things I plan on doing. I love that. You know, and it's thanks to Big Brother Big Sister to be honest. Thanks to Chanel, because like I said if I didn't have those experiences, I actually people that was doing things the right way, I wouldn't be able to know that I could actually do things right. You know what I'm saying? Because if all I seen was violence and all I seen was so I thought of all I had. And once I seen people doing things positively and doing things differently, then I knew I could do things differently myself. You know what I'm saying? That's why even to this day I still mentor people even though I'm not working for the same program, I still mentor individuals that I came across throughout that program. And just anytime I come in contact with younger than we do is I just try to that little bug in their ear. <laughs> Understood. Thank you, Sam. Ishmael, when did you get started uh, with Big Brothers Big Sisters uh, of Miami? Greetings, guys. How you guys doing? Thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of this show, man. I'm, I'm truly honored. Um, My story began with Big Brothers Big Sisters probably around 2005. Probably around 2005. I believe I was still going to Little River, I believe. At the time, it was called Little River. It wasn't Jesse K. McCurry. It was Little River. And <clears throat> I don't remember how I got involved in it, but I remember Mitch's presence and Ned was, they just kind of like popped up out of nowhere. Like, um, I kind of was raised in a similar neighborhood and environment as Mitch. I'm from Biscayne, so. I was raised around like 79th Street, 80, 81st, 88, 85th, 86th, around that area. I was a kid from that environment. So Little River, Horseman, Edison, I was a kid that could have fell through one of those cracks. You know what I mean? Um, I had a father in my life, but he was an artist and it was pretty much survival mode. Like, um, I grew up in a Haitian household, meaning the experiences that I got to have with Big Brother Big Sisters, I wouldn't have had it with my family unless I was a part of this program, meaning my parents were 
trying to make ends meet. They were work, working multiple jobs and just in that survival mode instinct where it kind of felt like love was kind of lost at home. But when I was with Ned and Mitch, I knew I was going to eat that night. I knew for a fact I was going to get to express myself that day. I knew for a fact when I was around Mitch, I was going to get some type of inspiration, this passion, this conviction that I'm speaking of right now. It comes from none other than Mitch. Mitch. Mitch was pretty much the guy who allowed me to come out of my shell. I was a kid who... Um, like I said, I always had passion, but I didn't know how to express it. I wasn't confident enough to allow this beacon, this, this light to shine everywhere I went. You know what I'm saying? And, and Mitch had this, and I, and I noticed Mitch had this, this, this talent where he can come in a room, he can spot someone's weakness and allow it to become your strength. Do you see what I'm saying? Like Mitch allowed, Mitch seen something in me. He seen like, like what, what, what I was saying was he seen my shyness. He seen areas where I shied away and Mitch would come to me and like bring it into awareness and bring it to my attention and say, Hey, it's okay. You can do this. You, you can, you can, you can jump off that diving board. It's okay to not wear a shirt. Even if I felt like I had man boobs back then, it's okay. Everyone is no judgment in this environment. So Mitch created that doorway do you understand i caught my first touchdown through big brothers big sister i ended up going d1 mitch oh man i could go on and on with mitch man I, i'm gonna just pause here it, it, it's and then come on now that's like that's like i know they got this thing where they say superman and batman but it was batman on batman it was not no sidekick. Ned was equally inspirational. It was fire on fire. It was passion in that room. You overcoming every fear. Ain't no fear in that room. Oh, you scared to talk in public? Oh, Mitch gonna make sure you talk in front of everybody before you go home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was passionate. Oh, yeah. I am the man. I am. I am the man I am based on the inspiration I got from Mitch and Ned. Ishmael, hold on one second, brother. I've had a number of podcasts. I have guests on here, corporate leaders. I've had, you know, celebrities. Brother, I, I, had, to, I had to wipe my tear uh, What to see. And let me be as real as it gets. Uh, this podcast is about race, relationships, and resources. And it's a community conversation. Uh, and, and when I think about uh, young brothers, young black men, black boys, you both got involved with this, with big brothers, big sisters, when you were at, uh, you know, not uh, Little River Elementary, I was about to say Jesse J, but let's take it back to the roots, uh, Little yeah. River, uh, and these black men came into your lives, and what you just said, we're going to talk about what you're doing now, Ishmael, uh, the confidence, the uh, not taking no for an answer, the to, to fact that you would have, I remember those guys bringing the receipts. We fed the yeah. boys today. We Mitch. fed the boys today. Uh, I just, I just want to say Mitch and Ned, thank you is not enough. Uh, you, and I saw, and so when I watched, when I saw Mitch's face and you got Mitch tearing up, you got me tearing up, uh, Ned too cool to tear up. Uh, but you know, again, no, just, I know he's, he's a softy too. 
you all are why we come to work every day. Uh, and Ishmael, uh, we talked about Sam and what he's doing right now. You play football D1. You probably caught that touchdown over me. I was trying to chase you guys. They bring the boys. We play flag football at FIU. And I'm thinking, I'm back here acting like I'm a quarterback playing defense. You boys would roll in. And I left home, I went home humbled every time. <laughs> what are you doing now, Ishmael? So right now, I currently, my wife and I, I'm, I'm married, happily married. Um, um, I got two kids now, going on three. God bless. Happily married. And um, my wife and I, we own our own business now. We we own our business. It's called Bless Love Healing Co. It's an all-natural um, 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 company where we're pretty much trying to fill in those gaps where in, in, in the minority um, neighborhoods where we come from, it, it's a lot of people who, who fall into the cracks of just lack of knowledge. I don't want to use the term ignorance. I use lack of knowledge because they just don't know. You know what I mean? Um, and we come in and we have the alternative alternative of natural medicine um, day in, day out. You know, we, we, we give thanks to the Honorable Dr. Sabi. You know, um, it was a, a, a time where we put our own bodies through different experiments, the boldness, the confidence, putting our body through multiple fasts and, and meditation. And, and we was able to come up with this business to heal the nation. <laughs> so it's a, it, it, it's a beautiful thing we're serving where we're, we're, and we're, we're, we're creating a bridge where um, some people, they, they're just looking for that natural alternative. I come from a Haitian background. Everything is herbs, everything is teas, everything is natural, organic. And I feel like this world would be a much better place if we could become back one and spread love and be back in tune with our roots. Know who you are, know where you come from and bring that light into this world and serve others. And I think what we're doing is, is, is impactful. Our clients are coming from all over the place. I'm talking about we're blessed. Like we're, we're, we're having clients from overseas that's, that's looking to get help from my wife and I like through our knowledge. So that's what we're doing right now. I, um, we're serving, that's the term we're serving. Congratulations on that. And I'll, I'll do what I did with Sam before I go to Mitch and Ned. Here we are, this little boy who needed that confidence, who had, who had like you said, mom and dad working hard. But, you know, Mitch and Ned come in uh, and uh, just really provide that spark and to be there for you and Sam. And now you are a husband. You yes. are a father. And what I love yeah. about that, you said, you know, you are you know, happily married you know, oh, yeah. faithful husband. Let, that's, let's not just gloss over that. We got, we're dealing here with two, uh, for, two former little boys who are now college educated. One is married with children, business owner, entrepreneur, and college educated. That is the power of mentoring. And for everybody tuning in today, please understand, this is why it's so important to get in the mentoring space. And so congratulations, Ishmael, on that as well. Mitch, when you hear all of this, I saw your face. Brother, I can't, you know, you have to understand why the passion. I mean, you remember my story. I was born in Haiti, came over here in 1984 at the age of nine, got myself into trouble. Then at 20 years old, the light came on. I realized that, man, these young kids, you know, they just don't know what's out there. So my ultimate goal was basically to expose them. I remember when I I used to ask my mom to go to a field trip. We didn't have enough money. She didn't have enough money. I mean, it wasn't much, $10. I didn't have $10 to give to the school to go to a field trip. 
when my friends would come to the school and talk about they went to, they had a picnic, they had this, they had that. We didn't have that experience. As Ishmael said, my parents were just working hard. They were just working time to survive. So I had this vision. I said, wow, we can't, since Big Brothers, Big Sisters is in Little Haiti, we don't have enough mentors to do one-on-one -on -one match. We'll do group mentoring. So Renee had a fund, there was a special funding with children and families. And they said, look, we can do mentoring 20 kids per month, uh, actually 20 kids per quarter. And I'm like, okay, I will do that. We just basically take them out on a quarterly basis. So that's what we did. And like Ishmael mentioned, what I try to install in them is self-confidence. What I try to install in them is self-acceptance. I wanted them to understand. Ishmael was a little chubby little kid. He didn't want to take his shirt off. We would go to the pools and the boys didn't want to take their shirt off because they're like, man, I got girl boots. I said, what do you mean you got girl boots? I said, you, you know, you just got fat. You know, you can work out, you can exercise, you can get rid of that. So sometimes I say, you're not getting in the pool until you take your shirt off. They're like, well, I'm not getting in the pool. I said, no, you're getting in the pool. You know, take your shirt off. It's okay. What's wrong with taking your shirt off? I don't want people to be laughing. I say, nobody's going to laugh at you here. You're going to take your shirt off. You're going to enjoy the pool. Okay. And I say, you're young. You're 12, 13 years old. I say, by the time you're 15, 18 years old, you can do push-up, 100 push-up a night for a year. You would see the difference. And that was the basic things. And I took them out. I we didn't go to a fancy restaurant in Aldale. We went to Taco Bell. We went to McDonald's, you know? And, and like our Ishmael own sandwiches. Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Ishmael said, sometimes that little meal, they were looking forward for it, you know? And then uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that some of these kids would go home. And later on, I kind of find out, I kind of figured two and two together. Some of them came just for the sandwich. They came just for the meal. But what I did is basically took the advantage of the opportunity while you're here, I'm going to teach you something, you know, and it doesn't take long to mentor a kid. It doesn't take long to teach a child something, you know, 15 minutes of a rap session. Okay, we bring up a topic. Let's talk about this today. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Giving them a different perspective from someone who's in there on the other side, uh, wants thug, hoodlum, trying to represent to the fullest. But representing what? What are you representing? You basically represent something that can't represent you. You know, like I said, I made a lot of poor decisions. And it was like, I look back and like, hey, you know, that was stupid, that was dumb, but a lot of these kids are following that path. You know, a lot of these young men grow up, they don't have a father, they're, they're, you know, they're not connected with their father, and they're basically looking up to the guys on the street as their robots. And Ishmael said, Ishmael was a little chubby little kid, he wasn't coordinated, and we were playing flag football out there in uh, Legion Park, and I said, go out there. And sometimes they throw the ball, he couldn't catch the ball, the ball went over him, and one day he caught the ball. And that built up his confidence. And he said, he caught the ball and he played for how I live. Because we play flag football on a kiddie level, but it built up his confidence that he was able to catch the ball. And he kept going. And I tell the kids all the time, not every kid is going to be able to catch a ball. Okay, I'm 45 years old. I couldn't catch the ball. You know, I mean, as hard as I try. But there's other potentials that you have. It's not just about sports. And you can have full potential, but you have to be exposed. These kids are not exposed. The minute they start getting exposure, they start seeing other people like themselves that are out there. This is where it starts. They start having a vision, start having a dream. And I tell them, hey, short-term goal. Don't worry about five years from now. Don't worry about 10 years from now. Start off with a short-term goal. Set short-term into a week to two weeks. I've had kids who was chubby. Now I see them, man, their muscles are bigger than my ideas because they started off with the simple thing doing 50 push-ups a day, sets of 10s, five sets of 10s a night. And all of a sudden they went up and now today they're into working on it. Well, Mitch, I tell you what, uh, I'm happy to report to all of you, that same program, Big Expressions, That's is still 
being funded by Miami-Dade County, uh, and it continues. And it goes without saying, Sam, Ishmael, you all will come back and be guest speakers to talk to some of our kids because you are the product of what we do. Uh, thumbs up on that, gentlemen. Can we do that, Sam and Ishmael? Excellent, excellent. Ned, how, do you, how are you seeing these young men, these grown men now uh, that are doing positive things in our community? How does it make you feel, Ned? Man, you know, um, that's just, I'm just thoroughly convinced that the power of mentoring, this, this is the end result of mentoring, you know? These, these young men right here, you know? I mean, I didn't realize how much power we had over these kids, you know? But um, look at them. Just look at these, these two right here, man, you know? You know, one thing me and Mitch did have in common was we knew what not to do to be successful, you know? We, we was from the streets. And we and we could teach these kids the foundation of what not to do to become successful in life. And and these kids, um, most of our kids, just like Ishmael and and Sammy, they they're gone on to have families and, and live productive lives. And that's what this is all about. Yes, sir. That's, in, in a nutshell, that's also mentoring you know, by the two-way street. While you mentoring others, it's almost like you get healed for yourself. I mean, it's some, it's something Absolutely. about it. it's not just you know some yeah. of these kids think that oh I got this good I, I got a lot out of it. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. There are certain things that I thought about doing, but because I was in the position of in a leadership a mentor, yeah. I had to think twice. Was it really worth it? Because if yeah. I do that, I'm not only you know it's almost like I'm I'm throwing away everything that I've worked for, okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to be, you know, they're going to look at me like, oh, yeah, look at me, I'm into it. He did this, and he did that, he said this. So it helps me to stay in on point. It helps Absolutely. me to stay in line. Yeah. Okay, so mentoring is like a two-way street. Not just you mentoring the child, but it's almost like the child mentoring you. That's not you even realize that you're being mentored. Yeah. Sammy and, and I had a conversation with it was a Sunday, and I was telling him, you know, you changed my life just as much as we changed yours, you know? So, uh, you know, it was just a blessing to, to have access to the development of these kids' lives, man. This is such a blessing, you know? I, I want to uh, let Sam and Ishmael close us out. Sam, uh, you're talking to all the kids. Both of you have the same question. You're talking to other little kids in little Haiti right now. And that, and that little boy, little girl, wherever they may live, that are listening to this or they may view this, what's your message to kids in terms of this being the best they can be? And you know, you'll come after Sam. One thing, like, I think it's gonna stick with me to the day I die. Miss you's always instilling us critical thinking. Just think, think it through. That's all it takes for everything. Just think it through. Think about what can happen if we do this. In result, you know what can happen. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's something to this day, like that's all I think about. I weigh my pros and my cons. You know what I'm saying? If I know if I go down this road, it's nothing but jail or me being killed or to that, why would I even get that chance? Critical thinking. That's all it's about, bro. As long as you think about what you're doing, that's all it takes, bro. People don't think. We, a lot of times we live in an environment where we just reactionary. Let's go. We just react. But if we can actually go through what we're going through, not just. Just do it, if you get what I'm saying? 
that's exactly what we're going through, then it, everything will be smooth and we'll be able to, like he said, just have a positive life, bro. Because where we come from, bro, you know, I don't even like speaking on things of that nature because it's just like I try to leave it behind. That's how I view it, the past, and I try to move on forward. And that is programmed, just mentoring, period. Like to this day, I still have mentors that I've come across and I, I stay in contact with. Mentoring can get you across so much different things. It's like you can have a financial mentor, you can have a, a life mentor, you can have so much different mentors. You have been there that still have mentors to this day. It's just mentoring can change your life. And it's not just having someone mentor you, but mentoring someone else too can also change somebody's life. And that, that's just, I feel like that's the biggest thing too. You got to pay it for it. You can't just take what you get and then just stop. You got to pay it for it. It's big. Thank you, Sam. Ishmael, close us out. Uh, you're talking to all the little kids, and not only little Haiti, but kids everywhere. What's your message about mentoring and doing the right thing? Okay, so my message for the kids, um, because this message comes from uh, a father point of view, because I have kids of my own. So what will I tell my kids um, based on the energy and, and, and mindset that I got from Mitch and Ned? Um, in a few words, I'm going to say, choose kindness, um, gratitude, be thankful for everything that you have, because that's going to be the key to unlock you to get more. Um, be generous, share when you have, um, be respectful, no matter how much muscles you physically have, be respectful, um, confidence and always and and everything you do do it with some sort of integrity and morale about yourself and i want to share this story um from an observation that i made as a kid and it was several times mitch and ned um i used to notice they had like vouchers and stuff right we go to like, we didn't go to, like Miss said, we didn't go to the fanciest restaurant. And that's why no matter how much money I have, me and my family, we're so down to earth. Like we're, we're so thankful because we know where we come from. So there were times where Mitch and, and Ned, they would have, I would hear them talking about like, they're running out of vouchers and stuff, right? But then Mitch and Ned will come out of their own pocket. This is to show the character these guys had. They will come out of their own pocket and buy for um cuban bread loaves lunch meat mustard mayo cheese and make sandwiches and those were some of the best tasting sandwiches i ever had in my life i'm talking about man i had that's when we were low on funds uh and we had to we couldn't go to mcdonald we couldn't go so i bought a <laughs> i bought the french bread from uh public <laughs> For $1.99, yeah. and I bought the cheese, the ham, yeah. and we cut it up, and yeah. uh, we gave some. Oh, yes. Yeah. Go ahead and unmute this, Mel. Go ahead and unmute this, Mel. Unmute. Okay, and I feel like those are some of the memories we'll have, like, when we're on our deathbeds. Like, we're not worried about the material. We're not worried about how much money we gain. We're not worried about the popularity. We're not worried about any of those things. We worried about those moments, those exact moments that another person allowed you to have. Man, 
I inspire, I aspire to touch millions of lives. Me, my wife and I, we talk about this every day about building a foundation, a foundation. And I'm going to go ahead and, and just sprinkle some of this out. I don't care. It's going to manifest. It's going to happen. I aspire to build a foundation that has um, a, a technology center, um, rock climbing, um, science, scientific labs, um, gyms, a racetrack upstairs, and a stage for kids to express themselves. Man, like, I know I'm not an emotional person, and, and, but so much emotion is flowing through right now. You know what I'm saying? This is who you guys created. Like, people, people ask me, what's my occupation? What do I do? I say, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a creative. I, I just have a knack to see things, and I see spaces where it, it can be filled to better someone's life. So I just picture myself as a creative and I wouldn't have this mindset and this, this imagery, this imagination if you guys didn't allow me to have an imagination to think for myself. You guys, allow, you guys allowed me to question things. Like don't just allow life to just pass you by. You guys, you guys allow me, okay, for example, Mitch, will be like, okay, you made this decision. Why did you make this decision? What was the reason? Everything should have a reason. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? And as a kid, you learn to not just do things for no reason. You learn to be aware of the decisions that you make. And that's power. That is and power. it didn't take it, it didn't take it didn't take money to do that. It took a little time and a little bit of presence. That's all it took. Wow. That's all I got to share. Wow. Thank you. That was a lot. I'm wow. so grateful. Thank you. Ishmael, Sam, Mitch, Ned. Gratitude. Critical thinking. It didn't take uh, the money. It took the time and the care and the love to see this group of black men together. We're showing the love and respect back to one another space of mentoring on behalf of everybody that's ever been a part of this organization and those who certainly lead and are part of it now i thank each and every one of you and this will not be the last time we all get together because i want to host a what i call an alumni celebration when it's safe to do so and it, it, guess what? We may even get some some bread and some bologna and ham. Uh, some, hey, hey, I tell you what, I don't mind that, but I, you can best there'll be some shrimp on the table too. Uh, and everybody can pick whatever they want to eat. That's on me. You have my promise. I love you, brothers. Thank you for what you've done. All the best to you and your families. Same to you, Gail. Same here. Thank you, Thank you brothers. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. See you guys. Bless you. Bless. As we close out on this Game of Life Mentoring Podcast, I want to thank all of my guests that were on the show today. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and not only have you on the show, but to really, really uh, just think about what we've, what we've done. Past, present, and certainly even future staff. Thank you. But most importantly today, this is about celebrating National Mentoring Month. And on behalf of the board, on behalf of me and my team here, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, 
Thank you all for being a part of the solution because the cost of doing nothing is far too high. On behalf of Anna Belen Rodriguez, on behalf of little sister Karen Ortega, and you got you saw the little brother Sam and Ishmael that are all grown up and they're paying us back. Have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Game of Life Mentoring Podcast, where everybody makes a team, but how you play is up to you.